Welcome to Chatterbox, a podcast by the Wolfpack Project. We are Nottingham's leading youth mental health and loneliness charity, releasing content on the first of every month. Please follow and subscribe on your podcast app so that you never miss an episode. Welcome to a very special episode of Chatterbox. In this episode, I'm sat with the team around me, including Pippa, who's just finished placement with us. And we're going to go through the same format that we always do. So we're going to start with the Chatterbox, go through who we are as a team, what we do, and how we embed the five ways to wellbeing in our lives. So we've got not so random Chatterbox, just because I feel like as a team, we like to digress a little bit and all topics could come loose. So it, this is a bit more of a structured chatterbox, but hopefully as you're listening, you'll come away with some things that maybe you've not thought about and learn a bit more about us. So we're starting off with our favourite cafe space. I love 200 Degrees Coffee. Which one? Um, the one near the train station is really nice because I quite like the fact you can see the canal mm-hmm. and the, the coffee is very bitter, which I really like, bitter and dark coffee. So I think that's probably my favourite as well. Plus they make really nice muffins. That's always a good plus point. Yeah. Anyone got a different one to 200? I, on the other hand, can't stand bitter coffee. I <laughs> like things smooth and sweet. My favourite place is Cartwheel in Beeston. Oh, that would have been mine, Dan. That's why I jumped in first. <laughs> um, it's a little bit larger than the city centre branch, um, but I absolutely love the avocado on toast. It's the best spot for brunch, in my opinion. My other one in Beeston would be Green Hood. So Cartwheel would have also been my first choice because they do do good food along with the coffee. But then next would be Greenhood. They do good buns that are all vegan. So if that's something that you have a particular dietary requirement for or a preference, they're a good one for a vegan. Vegan bun option with your coffee. I'm not much of a coffee person, but I I really like Mackey's, like McDonald's frappe. And it has that caramel in it. So that does for me on my coffee intake. I really like um, the kitchen on Pelham Street because they do a cake there that's like peanut butter and caramel. Ooh, that's really good. I don't drink tea or coffee, <laughs> but when I was younger, when I started first getting money, me and my friend kind of were obsessed with getting hot chocolate from the Costa on my top, probably there, I suppose. What about milkshakes? Do you like milkshakes? I do like a banana milkshake, yeah, mm-hmm. from McDonald's. So hopefully that's some good, good variety, I think, there for people. The next bit is what's a green space that we would explore either individually or as a team. My favourite bit is Attenborough. It's five minutes from my house. I love it. We know all of the secret entrances as well. So when it was mega busy in lockdown and the car park was full and they were turning people away, we found the extra hidden entrances so we could still get there. And I still love it. We go, I think, at least once a week still for a good walk. My favourite place is Colwick Marina. And I've been there like four times, but I make it a point that I keep visiting it at least once a month because I absolutely love that you can actually be so close to water. And other than that, like there's canals around Nottingham, so then they are pretty great. Nice. Yeah, no, I was going to say Collet Woods. Yeah. Because there's like a spot there, I think it's called Eastwood View, where you can sit like in the bushes and you can see all of Nottingham City. It's quite cool. Yeah, it is. <laughs> well, I think for me, which is really close to the office, is Woodfall Park, really, because I'm a bit of a geek for history and I like the fact that the, there's old train tunnels there and things. So, so it's quite a cool place to explore. Yeah. Down Shorewood? Yeah, it's like a five minute walk away. So there's all old train tunnels that are kind of partly bricked up and you can kind of 
after getting not that I'm recommending you do that, <laughs> uh, but it's a really interesting place if you're into kind of history and the history of Nottingham. I would also go with Attenborough. Previous working space used to be two minutes walk from it, so it was perfect for even before work or after work, doing a loop around it. It's just really nice space. I would say the Dumbles up near Kedlin Country Park. I've got a lot of bike rides and stuff with friends living on there. Really cool place. And then the final bit from the Chatterbox, where would we recommend to people who are maybe new to Nottingham or just haven't explored as much? What would be our top recommendations? I think for me, I love Hockley and I think Hockley for me is almost like the heart of Nottingham city centre and I really like Broadway and all of those sorts of places. So I think it's such a cool place to go out and go to the cinema and go to different groups and things like that. So for me, I think that's just such an awesome place. I think that's the like unofficial gay quarter of Nottingham as well. I think it is, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my recommendation I live in West Bridgeford I particularly during summer really like walking along the embankment late evening sunsetting walking along the river I think it's just a really nice space very relaxed very chilled out I still consider myself quite new to Nottingham but one thing that I've explored is Southern or you can also call it Southwell and it's it's a very beautiful campus and Nottingham Trent University has their animal sciences unit over there but apart from that you have like a lot of cattle around there there are horses and then they have seasons where they're like like young baby cows that come around and then it's also quite closer to like other things in southern like the southern minister and all so i feel like everyone should visit that part of nottingham which is not talked about a lot i'd recommend people to sign up to the nottingham to wildlife trust because there are 42 spaces at the moment across the whole county and if you sign up, you normally get free parking. You also sometimes get free parking wired to the Nottinghamshire that we found. We went up to Hull and did the, there's like a National Trust bit on the spit that goes out. And they were like, oh, if you're a part of Nottinghamshire bit, well, you, you can just park for free. And I was like, great. And there's loads of bits that are included a part of the Wildlife Trust. And it just helps with exploring places like near Sutherland and north of the county, south of the county. There's lots of great places to go and you get the like all the different things of what's on if you remember, which is a good encouragement to go out and explore. Uh, I suppose I'd have to go with Rock City in town. I think it's been on forever. I think when I mentioned it to our parents, they remember going themselves. It's just loads of different random music and yeah, it's quite cool. It's been a lot of nights there. Hopefully we've given you some ideas of where we like to go as a team. Um, so now we're going to get behind the voices of what you're hearing and if you see any of the social media clips, the faces that you're seeing. So we're going to start with our founder and CEO and we're just going to chat through quickly who we are, what we do, just so you've got a better idea of who we are as a team. So our founder and CEO, who are you and what do you do? I'm Damien. I set up the charity in 2019 and, and I suppose what I do is really the boring bits. So I do things like setting the policies and procedures and what we do as an organisation how we support people and where we're heading. And a, a lot of that is about fundraising and, and kind of the back office thing. So I don't get to do much fun things, although I did go to a board game group yesterday. But otherwise, I'm very much behind the scenes making sure that we are set up well as an organisation. What's one of the favourite things that you've enjoyed over the last few months? as part of your job? Probably seeing the direct impact on people. So when I have met, you know, younger people that have engaged in services, 
and I can think of one or two that I've you know spoken to extensively. I think seeing the impact and the difference it makes to people's lives, yeah. I, I really like that. I think I get a lot from that, and it reminds me why I do what I do and why I set up the organisation in the first place. And what would you like to see for the next year? I think probably that we keep growing. So you know, beginning of this year, we set up you know Mansfield as another hub and looking to expand across the whole of Nottinghamshire. And that's really important to me that we're reaching other areas within Nottinghamshire, like Mansfield, which is, you know, starved of investment and there's a lot of younger people that, you know, just don't get the support they need. So I'd like to see that grow more and I'd like to see us support more people. I'm Connor. I am a apprentice administrator. My day kind of varies pretty much every day. I'm kind of doing something new, whether it be phone calls, emails, working on a newsletter, social media, going to support groups. I kind of do a bit of everything. It's also a bit of my favourite thing of working here. It's kind of something new every day. And it kind of keeps the job refreshing and exciting. And so your apprenticeship with us has got a, at least another year on it. So what would you like to see in the next year for you? That is the question, really. <laughs> I'm not too sure about where I'd like to head, but working here has been a big help, getting to do a bit of everything. Mm-hmm. It's kind of figuring out what I do like and what I don't like. So hopefully at the end of the apprenticeship, I will have an answer to that question. Okay, so maybe we need to do another team podcast this time next year and see where you're up to. If anyone is listening who's maybe looked at apprenticeships or something they'd like to explore, what's one bit of advice that you would give them in kind of starting that journey or something that you've kind of learned in the first few months that you've been with us that you think people on that journey would find useful to know. Don't be afraid to kind of start an apprenticeship with something that maybe you wouldn't see yourself doing. At school, I wasn't really too interested in doing business, but I have found that while starting an apprenticeship is a lot different than when it is at school, even in the college scene, it is a bit more personalised to you. And so it is still quite fun. And I've definitely found that it's something that I'd like to explore more. And hopefully we will be a good part of that on your journey. What has placement been like for you, Pippa? It's been good. It's been really good here, yeah. I do my placement for a youth work course. So here I've been helping a lot with delivery, support delivery, coming along to the groups and um, meeting with people from the community and things. You've become a familiar face. I think for, <laughs> if any of you listening come to our groups, I think Pippa has definitely become a familiar face over the last six months. What's one thing that you um, have really enjoyed from your six months with us? Just coming to the groups and learning about different people and coming and trying different things myself as well it's been fun and yeah just seeing people like make those friendships and stuff it's been really like rewarding so is there anything that you've got planned for the future next steps yet i think after this in the summer i'm going to be part of the summer program back home if there's anyone who's looking at placement or kind of thinking about how they can maybe get a bit more involved with an organization like ours what bit of advice would you give them? I think just being open to everything, to new experiences and to learning and just like each day is a new day and just be open to what might come. <laughs> I don't know. Hi, I'm Nikita and I work as the digital engagement person over here at Wolfpack. And like Rachel said, yes, I'm behind the scenes and most of my daily work is creating a lot of marketing content, also looking over towards our fundraising activities and a lot of digital stuff which goes around our Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. I take an opportunity to like, if anyone who's listening, please make sure you follow our channels and you guys can have a look at what I'm creating every week. <laughs> it's yeah. pretty much every week. Nikita's yeah, it got is. 
her phone out recording something or asking us in the team to you know do some voiceovers for things yeah and I think that's what I actually do like about my job because I get to keep in touch with pretty much everyone on the team on a regular basis because I'm constantly nagging someone is like hey can I have some content with you (laughs) but yeah and then it all gets translated really wonderfully on our social channels and it really helps a lot of people so it makes it a whole purposeful cause in the end. And there are opportunities for people to get a bit more involved. So we did for Pride Month, we'd had a couple of guest blog opportunities. So there's plenty of opportunities if you kind of Yeah, as a part of someone who wants to digitally get engaged with the Wolfpack project, I'm sure we have a lot of opportunities where people can explore where they're either good at or they need like something to like work on or try something new. So they can definitely reach out to us on our channels and we can try what works best for them and how they can contribute towards content or whatever they like. And then what's been one of your most favourite bits that you've put out on social media so far? My favourite bit was, I think the quickest bit was when I was coordinating with Nottingham Panthers. Nice. And it was quite a very smooth interaction I had with their team itself. And we had a very quick post which we were talking about Mental Health Awareness Week. And I really enjoyed doing that. Oh, well, maybe we can get the Panthers on here in the future. If anyone from the Panthers team is listening and you want to be on the podcast, reach out to Nikita or I. It would be great to have you on. And finally, my name is Rachel. I'm the support manager here at the Wolfpack Project and your um, dutiful host for the Chatterbox podcast. My day, like with Connors, is very varied. So sometimes I'm working from home, sometimes I'm working in the city centre or Mansfield or Beeston. Wherever it might be, I get out and about quite a lot. But if any of you do come to our groups, I am the main face that you see at all of our all of our groups. And that is, I think, my favourite bit of working in the charity is getting to know people and making those connections and helping people find their community and what is worth making the effort for. And being able to set up our new community room has been one of my favourite bits so far. We're recording this at the very beginning of the community room being open but it has been a real highlight of being able to use the space. Thank you for listening to Chatterbox, a podcast by the Wolfpack Project. You can find us on social media. We are chatter.boxpodcast or you can link to us from the Wolfpack Project website, which is thewolfpackproject.org.uk. We'd love to hear how the conversation has inspired you or things that you've learned. So do engage with us. Do also remember to follow or subscribe on whatever platform you download your podcast from so that you never miss a new episode. So hopefully that's given you a really good introduction to the team and the people that you'll interact with on a semi-regular basis or just when you see stuff online and social media posts that Nikita puts out, you'll know the person behind that, but also a bit more about the people who are maybe in that content. And so like we do with every Chatterbox podcast, we're now going to chat about how we as a team in our own lives look at the five ways to well-being and the things that we do. Um, And as a recap, the five ways to well-being are connecting, staying active, learning, giving and taking notice. So we're going to start with the first one, connection. Um, The Wolfpack Project is all about helping people make those connections but how do we do it as a team? With most of my friends being spread around the country for university, it's kind of relied mostly on PlayStation and playing mm-hmm. games together. Uh, it's kind of a big way of how we talk every day. 
pretty much. So I guess that would be my most used way of connecting recently. And it's so good that that is available as an option as well for people. Yeah, mine was kind of similar since going to university. We just My friends would kind of like call and then go for a walk at the same time. Especially in lockdown, that was quite good. I think my personal favourite way to like stay connected with my friends is sharing memes on all my social platforms. I'm a quite social media person, so a lot of my days just goes finding relatable content and I keep sharing them with my friends and then we have like a quick laugh about it or we also get to discuss something really interesting about it. Mm. And that's how we are in a loop. So I have like my five or six friends who I regularly communicate with my love language memes and then it works out. <laughs> in the end, like some of my friends are back home in India. And I know like the distance is quite a uh, distance to bridge upon. So I feel like, you know, the social media part really helps me build my connections with them. I think love language is a good way to talk about it. I think my love language is having people over and feeding them. That's kind of how I best stay connected because my job is quite social and I love having the groups and meeting people and going to network meetings I then have better connected with my friends if I see them more one-on-one or a couple of people at a time often around food and that's just the best way that I stay connected and I always love doing a food shop being like oh what new thing can I try on someone (laughs) this week (laughs) so that's my smaller less meme based but still good for me well sticking with the social theme i probably stay better connected with people on social media instagram mainly which is probably not the healthiest but i do try to make time to kind of meet one-to-one go to coffee shops cinema and yeah gigs and things like that so try and make sure i do that but it's easy to slip into the habit of just staying connected digitally whatsapps all the way building up (laughs) unread messages yeah exactly yeah so for me kind of two main things similar to connor some of my friends are kind of throughout the UK so I guess gaming is a big part of how we spend our evenings and the weekends using voice chat and having conversation spending time with each other that way and then more locally any excuse for a coffee is great in my book so constantly just asking people do you want to go for a coffee and a bit of a catch-up my expenditure on coffee is far too high but we won't get into that I love a good coffee I love a good chat sounds wholesome all of it sounds wholesome <laughs> everyone has their ways what I'd expect from their team who works for a youth loneliness and mental health of course, of course, yeah. <laughs> okay next one is about how we stay active or at least build a movement into our routines well, well, for me, I'm not sure I stay particularly active and I definitely need to be better. However, I love open water swimming and I've just started doing it again now. It's a little bit warmer. So the water temperature has been like 17 degrees and I go to um, Nottingham and open water swimming, which I really enjoy doing. So that's a great way of me trying to stay more active than I am. I also like to go swimming, but I will go on my non-working day to the local swimming pool where over winter the water temperature was much nicer than 17 degrees but it means that I have my lane I have my people that I know we kind of know each other's swimming kind of speeds that and yoga and walking are like my key ways of keeping a bit more active in the week. Recently I've started riding my bike a lot more which is also I've seen like a lot more Nottingham that way but I didn't realise how hilly Nottingham was until um, the It's a good workout then. It's a good workout. Yeah, I quite like walking too, but then, like Pippa said, Nottingham is quite hilly. Me and my friends regularly go for walks, but we do this thing 
where we try to start walk and then just avoid any uphill. So we just keep going downhill and downhill and downhill until we reach somewhere. And then we just sit and chat over there and then come back with a tram or a bus. <laughs> I stay active mainly through the gym. and I've just started running. I used to do it quite a bit. I used to box. So I used to run quite a bit, but I've recently got back into it again. I usually go through Harneyville Park. Are you working your way up to doing a marathon? as a fundraising challenge for the Wolfpack Project, maybe? Yeah, but not, not any time <laughs> soon. We'll see. <laughs> okay, no pressure. <laughs> <laughs> and as much as it pains me to say it, given my background for the past six, seven years is in fitness, I am not active in the slightest. It's definitely something I need to make a more conscious effort with. I used to play tennis quite a lot and I used to horse ride. It just seems every time I intend to do something, I somehow manage back on the sofa in front of Netflix. I don't know how it happens, but there we go. But there are lots of stairs through the office building. Yeah, you can okay. get You can get your steps in on an office day. The 50 or so. Just do them. <laughs> Repeatedly <laughs> yeah. until you hit 10,000. Yeah. We all have those moments where we have more active bits and less active times and it's always about finding finding that balance and finding what you really enjoy and then hopefully that will carry carry you through the more active days and the and the lows so hopefully that's some good variety for all of you listening out there it doesn't have to be something major strenuous it can just be trying to ride a bike uphill maybe some open water swimming who knows has anyone learnt something new recently it's really important to stay curious because that keeps us open when we meet new people and face new challenges is keeping that open mind and willingness to learn so has anyone learned something new recently on the team well for me i've just come back from holidays i went to portugal for a few days and i went on a ectant making class oh the pastel de nata pastel de nata Mm. so yeah rolled all the pastry and i mean yeah i'm not into cooking at all but actually it was quite nice to see what you do to bake things so i did that and i tried green wine which is a thing so yeah that's the thing that springs to mind pippa and i've had some interesting chats in the car to and from different places i shared my random fact about pigeons and the fact that they see at a really slow rate so we i think as humans see something in like 125 frames a second or something whereas pigeons are only 25 frames a second so that's why it takes them forever to move out of the way because they see a car moving towards it in slow motion rather than the same speed that we do so we've had the most random chats because i love learning new stuff and that was something that stuck in my brain from an old qi that i watched one lunchtime well i think that kind of adds to it we've gone from pasta del nata to pigeons vision yeah (laughs) this is kind of adding to the randomness really of the conversation yeah but that's the joy of it you never know what you're gonna learn it's nice to have a variety of facts and different things to just throw out there as my role over here as a digital engagement person i was really much involved in social media Media and stuff like that but then being part of Wolfpack project I was really introduced to the whole mental health well-being sector and I think most of my job actually revolves around making people aware about these services so knowingly and unknowingly I undergo a lot of mental health awareness and well-being training because I'm reading a lot of articles and I'm watching a lot of videos and I'm seeing how people are communicating and every day I have like 
one new well-being funda in my head and i'm like oh i saw that on something <laughs> and i always try to implement it but it really keeps my curiosity at peak and i'm always like oh something like this is happening in the world at the same time where i'm sitting in nottingham mm-hmm. and it can be implemented so i really enjoy the whole fact that it's all open to us i'm very big into history and stuff but i mainly limited it to sort of wars like world war one two but recently i've started learning about uh sparta kind of like the rise and fall like the training and stuff they like train their children from the age of 12 to 20 and they're not really a part of like society until they finish their training and can fight Gosh. um and then sort of like the 300 where 300 spartans fought off i think it was about 12,000 persians in order to like sort of save the rest of greece I've also been learning the flags and where each country is in Europe. There's mm-hmm. a thing I started with a mate who can like do it first. So but that's can... great for if you're ever in a quiz night situation and a flag yeah. question comes up. It <laughs> happens shame. more often than you think. Yeah, I was hoping uh, flags or history would come up in the quiz, but I think Sorry. it's <laughs> Sorry. As a, as a Wolfpack project, we did a quiz night in May. I very much stuck to my preferences which are film music and tv but maybe next time i'd be inspired to do a history round or yeah. a flag round and then kind of can excel and beat us all i think that means we just need to randomly put an obscure flag in front of you and see if you know what it is <laughs> yeah. so there's loads of growing evidence and if you've listened to every episode of the podcast you'll have heard me say this in various ones that giving our time or our knowledge or our skills outside of our work to kind of benefit other people often gives us more benefits back when we do that than we realize and so giving whether it's you know 10 minutes of our time to help out a neighbor or sharing knowledge or skills with other people around us whether that's part of formal volunteering or just seeing opportunities as and when you see it is actually really what beneficial for our overall well-being so as a team anyone from the team do you give of your time or your knowledge to different areas outside of work okay i don't do this at the minute but i'm going to use this as an example because it might be something i get involved with again in the future but i used to volunteer and write to people in prison and and i used to get so much from that so people that just did don't have friends and family and someone to engage with that are, you know, more likely to leave and kind of re-offend. I uh, really enjoy doing that with a charity called the Newbridge Foundation. So that's something that I think I'm hopefully going to get involved with again in my own time. But yeah, I've always really enjoyed doing that. And uh, meeting interesting people and just different people that you wouldn't necessarily meet in your day-to-day life. I think that was something that was really important for me, but also to see the difference that it makes to to different people as well. I um, help out at a youth group and look after the current year 13s so are kind of in how we structure it as the kind of people who run the youth group we all look after a different year group and follow them all the way through so um i'm just getting ready to say goodbye to all of my year 13s and before they go off to uni or gap year or whatever it is that they decide to do and that's just been really nice because it's different to work in that it's a lot more chilled out, spontaneous sometimes with when they arrive as to what mood they're in and what gets done or what they want to do. And we had a whole debate about whether a Jaffa cake is a cake or a biscuit one week. (laughs) And that was just the whole session pretty much. And so it's just really nice to have been part of that and to see young people grow and develop. So that's something that I've done for the last seven years. Gosh, it's a long time, (laughs) a long time. 
Do you, do you kind of feel like a, a duck and all your ducklings are going? Yeah. When, when they when they move on, and do, is it with, emotional? With the with the girls, we've often referred to them as like chickens, chicks, <laughs> as kind of a general term. So I do sometimes feel like a mother hen, mm. letting them all loose into the into the wide world. <laughs> They're doing well, though. Do not be afraid. They will be fine if you interact with them. Just over a year now, I've been volunteering a lot of community garden, and part of that are these sessions where kids come and can help teach them to garden and things like that. It's oh, nice. cute! I don't really have a lot of experience volunteering here in Nottingham, but I had some chance getting involved with Saint Nicholas's Church, which is, I think, closer to Maid Marian Way. Yeah. And they usually have like something very similar to what the Wolfpack Project does, some community groups. And when I was quite new to Nottingham, I relied upon them to like introduce myself to what's happening around in Nottingham. And I've tried to stay in touch with them. So sometimes they just hop around there and take a few pictures for them or like ask them like there are some people who really like cooking so I make them Indian chai or something that they would really not try outside and that's my way of like staying in touch with the community but I really liked everyone's options so it it sounds interesting to like hop on to something new and that's the beauty of it you can try out yeah lots of different things if you wanted to or just find the one thing like I have and just and Damien has and just mm. run with it. On that note as well, can you bring in Indian chai? Because I would love to try that. Yes. I support that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sure. We yes. can't let that come on, I will notice. You've got yes. to bring some in with me. Absolutely. <laughs> and if anything else to go along. Absolutely. <laughs> There's not too much at the moment, but previously I have volunteered with Beaver Scouts, so I've leading in making activities for I think it's about 15, 8 to 10 year olds. That was quite fun. I originally started doing it for DV. That was supposed to be three months. And then I kind of carried on afterwards because I quite enjoyed it. Mm. Now, mainly video games, but I would say I'm pretty skilled. So <laughs> <laughs> I say it counts. Yeah. Which game? It's mainly one, uh, maybe six age, which isn't too, it's not like a massive game. It's sort of like a shooter. Uh, there's like terrorists versus like police. <laughs> you kind of made the house. <laughs> That's quite cool. And then I started recently playing NBA, which is basketball. So essentially, if anyone does come to a group and wants to know more about video games, then Connor can volunteer his time and his knowledge of how you could maybe get better at it. I'm your guy. Yeah. (laughs) Come to Connor. Come to Connor. Hopefully, as we've kind of been connecting, staying active, learning stuff about ourselves and other people and the world around us and giving our time or our knowledge to something that we're kind of learning a bit more about how we are and how we feel and how that impacts on us but it is also important to have moments to take notice of how our mental well-being is doing and being able to put in some of the tools and strategies that we've learned along the way to keep that in a positive state or if we are feeling a bit low to put those in so that we can go through that season and come out of it on the other side in a more positive way so opening it up to the team does anyone have a particular coping strategy that's their like go-to when they notice that their mental health is maybe not as good as it could be so i always meditate and and put like a face mask on and and have like a beauty moment where i've got a face mask on and i lay and meditate and i concentrate on my breathing and i tend to do that kind of once a week to kind of wind down particularly i mean working in the charity center can be incredibly high pressured mm. as i think we all know it can be really challenging so I try to do that at least once a week and that really helps, even if it's only for like 10, 15 minutes of just laying there, practicing breathing techniques and doing that, but that helps. 
And also my in-laws bought me a VR. So I'm trying to work out how I can use the VR with like some beautiful landscape or waterfall, but I've not got that far, but still, the intention is yeah, that. Sounds really cool though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not sure how comfortable it'll be, but there we go. I also like meditating. And my favourite bit of yoga is often the bit at the end where you lie on the floor and you do some breathing technique because, again, it just helps with slowing down and having that space to be like, oh, this is how I feel. These are the thoughts that are running around in my head. But I also do gratitudes most night. So before bed, I write three things that I'm thankful for for the day. It's just a nice, if the day has just felt like I've done nothing or it's not gone to plan or I just feel really exhausted, I don't know why, it's just quite nice as a way of being like, actually there were some good things, whether that was a nice cup of coffee or getting through loads of green lights in the car or, you know, even just simple silly things, but sometimes it just helps with going to bed to just feeling a bit more positive. Mine's really just talking with friends, kind of a nice way of kind of just forgetting about problems and having a laugh. I think really helps. Going to a gym, I think has also been a big part recently as well. Working things out, frustrations, kind of just forget about everything. I think uh, my coping mechanisms are mostly seasonal. I'm quite uh, innovative when I think the sun's out. So I'm usually out or I'm listening to music. And I'm trying to like not live in denial <laughs> and try to come in terms with my things. But I've noticed like when it's like colder weather or just it's just off today so i i do things that make me feel better which is not like the weather so i'll be like cooking something or i'll be like really trying to do something that would remind me of home because most of the times i go through like this whole wave of homesickness so i just try to do something which is like closer to home so i'll just go with my friends to like an Indian place or we grab some meal even though it's not like deeper then we come back home we try to cook something out of it and it makes me feel better about myself it also helps me understand why I was feeling certain way because an activity basically flipped my mood so it wasn't like I, I was invalidating myself. It just helped me understand like why I was going through it. So most of my coping mechanisms are just like turning towards my hobbies. Usually if it's sunny day, I just go out with my paint kit. I start doing something or if it's like a cold day, I'm listening to music on loud so that I'm not like bothered about the rain or the snow outside. <laughs> my favorite way is just writing it out as well. Because um, and again, it from my head and then to the paper, I can understand what I'm feeling and why, and then after that, it's more clear, and then I can talk to my friends about it if I want. Pen and yeah, paper, or, yeah, often the simplest thing, but very powerful. For me, I think it's about finding the right balance between two things: the first being um, connection with others, and the second being time spent alone. I think across the past couple of years, I've learned a lot about myself in that. I need to spend time by myself um, in order to recharge socially, let's call it. I do a lot of social activities. So I I read a lot of books, I play video games, I go to the cinema, um, I take myself to the coffee shop or to out for lunch and things like that. But equally, I say is it's important to know that you can, I can still message any of my friends at any point, you know, I, I can have those social interactions with them as well. And everyone's balance between those two points will be in a different place. But yeah, it's, uh, it's in the past kind of 18 to 24 months, I've probably learned a lot about where my line sits and how much time I need to spend by myself. And that's probably the best thing that's happened for my mental health, which is just having a better understanding of my own self. Which 
it's so important, so important to have. And hopefully from that, it's also that distinction of there's a difference between choosing to be alone and having that time to recharge, but then knowing that when that feels goes into that loneliness point, you've got your people to to reach out to. If you're listening to this and you are in that point of feeling lonely, the Wolfpack Project is a charity that runs loads of different groups every month. And we are here to offer that space where you can come and meet other people that hopefully then you can have that time to spend with, but also kind of have that social recharging time as well so thank you for listening to this special episode of chatterbox if you want to find out more about who we are as a team we are on loads of social media platforms which we'll link to in the description for this episode or you can go to our website which is thewolfpackproject.org.uk and all of our information is on there including what we do for one-to-one support groups how you can get in touch with us if you're in the nottinghamshire area and you're aged between 16 to 35 we'd love to meet you for everyone else who falls outside of that category stay tuned and we'd love to have you engaging with all of the podcast episodes to keep the conversation going further do make sure you follow us on chatter.box podcast on instagram to keep that rolling thank you for listening to chatterbox a podcast by the wolfpack project you can find us on social media we are chatter.box podcast or you can link to us from the wolfpack project website which is wolfpackproject.org.uk we'd love to hear how the conversation has inspired you or things that you've learned so do engage with us do also remember to follow or subscribe on whatever platform you download your podcast from so that you never miss a new episode